Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building its Do Good Village in Lando Lakes, Florida. It's the first of its kind, a community of 110 homes for the Foundation's program recipients. So together, families can heal. So together, families can help one another. A special place where families know that their neighbors understand and care. Make the Do Good Village the first of many. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. This ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Insert Name FC. I am your host, Hector Flores, and with me as always, my best friend and the other host of the show, Edward Robles. How's it going, guys? Let's get this on. Episode 12. You're going to give me another fucking player that, that you want to throw out here, too? The... <laughs> no, I don't have anybody. I, I really don't. I'm trying to think, and it's not coming up. It's not coming up, bro. Julio Cesar. Uh, there, there you go. Wasn't he 13, actually? No, he was 12. He was 13. I think he was 13 for the Brazil. Yeah. Are we really going to start? Th- we're going to start this episode with a Google research. <laughs> Please wait. Game loading. Let's see. Julio Cesar. Oh, Why did I get Julio Cesar Chavez? No, you just got Julio Cesar. It's just Brazilian Julio Cesar, the Brazilian, the Brazilian. The first person I got was Julius Caesar. <laughs> um, let's see. Jersey number, jersey number. Jersey number. Images. That's how we're going to start the show, huh? Maybe he changed over to 12. When he was playing in the Italian league, I, I'm pretty but I swear to God, I thought he was actually number thirteen. Jersey, I remember. This is what we're doing. We're doing this right now. Twelve. Yep. Okay. So you got it then. Yep. Suck it. All right. But no, I would not throw him up there like that. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> all right, man. We got a really good show for you guys today. We have our second interview of all. Uh, for this show, uh, we have an interview with Dominic Rich. Uh, he's a YouTuber. He talks all of soccer or football, as he prefers to say it. Um, so, it's really interesting interview. Really cool guy, man. Uh, we definitely are going to figure some things out to bring him bring him back more to this show. Maybe be part of our Champions League coverage, yeah. something. But definitely a great guy. Just cool, chill, very humble person. And I mean, I'm very grateful that he took the time. To one, reply to us, but also to want to be 
allowed to be affiliated with us. So that that was just to really be part cool. of it. To be part of it. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so greatly appreciated, man. So thank you, sir. Thank you so much, man. But obviously, we got some. We got a headline this time, uh, just because it's a really big one. So I I thought it would be only fair to make that the only headline for this one. Some recaps. Obviously, our players of the week. And of course, game previews and wrap it up for our second installment of three up, three down, which I think is going to be a very interesting one. Yeah. And I chose that one. Woot, woot. Yeah. Edward contributed. <laughs> and I helped. <laughs> there you go. All right, man. Let's get things going. So first thing I got to say is this weekend was, was pretty interesting to say because the fact was, well, obviously, you know that I, I work for uh, as an intern with Rice University's football team and we drove up to Denon, Texas to take on North Texas. The game sucked. The game sucked. We lost like 27 to, 27 to 17. Honestly, 27 to 10 because the last touchdown was literally garbage time touchdown. But wow. So, uh, yeah, that was, that was rough. But what was funny to me was, uh, so we behind, literally behind us in, in the game. I know we're talking about American football, but behind us were some, but this is like, it's, it's all sports. This is like an all sport discussion. Right. We had hecklers literally behind the players' benches. Oh, and I mean, okay. these dudes were drunk. I mean, so University of North Texas, as many people don't know, is in fact a party school. I don't think if people really think, but let's, all right, here's how you, how you realize a school is a party school. If you, your school is literally in the middle of nowhere, you probably are going to be a party school. <laughs> and the reason why I say this is because you got nothing else to do but to drink, but party to drink and party. And I mean, North Texas delivered. I mean, these guys were rowdy. I loved it. You know what? Like, here's the thing. Hecklers are going to be everywhere. Yeah, Not only in sports, but probably in life. I mean, like, you know, we talked to Dominic Rich uh, about being with the fact that he's a YouTube uh, influencer. Yeah. And he has to deal with yeah, well, you have to negative deal with comments. Negative comments, so negative everything. You're going to get hecklers everywhere. It doesn't, regardless, you're going to have someone in some way try to rain on your parade. But I thought these guys were hilarious. I enjoyed it. Like, even though I know that he was harassing the, and the thing that, that really I found hilarious was the fact that the players got affected. Like, the players actually got irritated by, like, the hecklers won this that, game. That means they got under their skin. Yep. They got in their head. Yep. And so what was funny was, uh, one of my coworkers, she retaliated to them saying, Oh, you know, shut the fuck up. Yo. No. And I'm like, you're, you're literally doing what they want you to do. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty you're much reacting. They're, ri- to- they're riling it up. Yeah. They're- so kudos to North Texas. They brought it. I, I, I talked to them after the game. I was like, man, keep that energy. That dude's probably drunk as hell. So he probably won't remember this, con- that conversation. He's like, some furry guy told me keep energy. And I don't know what he meant, but uh, no, he knew what I meant when I said keep the energy. Cause I mean, I told him like, yeah, bring it, bring, like do that every game. Like go every game, go ham. I mean, Bro, there was a dude literally, like when we were driving to North, when we got to North Texas to go set up the locker room, there was already people like camped out in the parking lot with this like set souped up trailer that had like a, like a TV. So they were watching like cable right there, probably like streaming or something. But they had cable, they were watching like a football game, college football game right then and there, had a crazy selection of alcohol. And they were already getting things started, man. Like, I mean, UNT, if you want to go to a party school, UNT is the party school. All right. You heard it here, folks. But uh, let's go back to soccer. So for this weekend, obviously, (laughs) was also the kickoff to Liga IMX and MLS playoffs. Yeah. And, bro, they brought it. I mean, I heard about it. Bro, you had a a player having to play goalkeeper 
and they won. You had a, a lot of penalties. A lot of games went to penalties. Um, you had, I believe, two upsets. I know FC Dallas beat uh, Portland, which was huge because obviously Portland to me was a really good team. And for, I mean, I'll give some props to Dallas, even though I hate them. Um, I mean, they brought it. Um, you had uh, Puebla, Puebla beating Monterrey. Oh, yeah, that's that, right? I mean, there. it went to penalties, but still, same thing. It's a I, huge upset. I, I don't even know that's what to say to that. The 12th seed, the, literally yeah, the worst team the going worst into the team in the league. That were well, last not the league, but the worst team in the, going into the playoffs. Yeah, that, there you go. The, the worst team going into the playoffs beat a team that I, another team they, that I say was, weren't, weren't they in the top five? No, they were in the bottom, right? They what Monterrey? Monterrey. Monterrey. They were they were fifth. They were fifth, but they were the best of the teams that were going into that reclassification right. phase. So they were, yeah, okay. Damn, that's... so that is crazy, man. Like, God. It, weirdly enough, it was the two teams that I say were going to be the two teams that were going to be fun to watch. No, no, my my dark horse was Monterrey, and yeah. well, apparently they just somebody shot that. somebody shot your dark horse. <laughs> Clearly, Puebla just transferred the dark horse. They got that dark horse mentality. I mean, they're going up against Leon, so... Ah, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, that's the thing. You never know with this game. So, um, But yeah, MLS, great. Uh, I think, honestly, if you didn't watch... If you wanted to watch Liga MX and MLS, this would probably be a good time to watch it. Just yeah, the playoffs. just the playoffs. It's, playoffs. it's a different atmosphere it's, in the playoffs. It's just so much fun. Everybody, everybody, I feel like everybody plays it to where it's like a tooth and nail kind of game. I mean, all the way from the, the all the way to the ninety minutes. Win or go home. Yeah, it's literally win or go home. There's yeah. no, there's no, there's no, there's no next there's day no rematch or anything. So like this is the one thing I'll give props to to the MLS for because the playoffs is fun. Yeah, it is. So so there we go. All right, man. So let's get started with some headlines, man. So I thought it would be only fair to make this the only headline for this episode, and the reason why is just because one, I'm completely disgusted by David Villa right now. But two, I just think it would not be right to Skyler uh, Badillo because I feel like this is just this was a massive article that just dropped recently on the Athletic, and Skyler basically tells her story about what she experienced in her two seasons. Two seasons she stuck with NYCFC as an Athletic trainer intern, and the sexual harassment that she was dealt by David Villa. Yeah, and um. As, like I said, I think it's only fair to only have this as the only headline because, I mean, this is just, one, it's disgusting. I think uh, it's not fair that, you know, a lot of people believe that the sports world is only, it's a men-only club, and it's not, that's not true. Like, women could come into this business and really do things great. I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times with the U.S. women's national team being more superior than the men's national team. Yeah, we had we had that. That was last week, right? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was when we were talking about um all the 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 selection with like Panama and everybody like they were going into the international friendlies. But but with that being said, man, like she's trying to make her get herself into the industry. Like she's trying to just try. She's trying to make a name for herself, and she has to deal with this. And the fact that no one spoke up. Like, clearly she was in a position where maybe she felt like she couldn't. And the fact that people around her saw what was going on and couldn't see where the line was being passed or anything like that. And to stay silent, this is just, one, makes me lose a lot of respect for NYCFC. But two, just, it just, it just hurts to hear this. Cause you know, you know, like one day, one, we're, you know, hopefully one day I'm going to be a parent. <laughs> and, and I mean, you know, maybe you'll have yeah. another child one day. And, oh. 
the the thought of having a daughter, and I and I mean, I'm not saying that I don't want a daughter. Like, I mean, I I, I can care less as long as it's a healthy baby. It's a healthy baby. Yeah. But it just, I would hate for them to experience that. Oh yeah. And so and so, what's got her? Like I said, for two seasons, she was harassed. I mean, not only by David Villa, but there was other incidences where she dealt with. I mean, she there was an incident where she went to go pick up lunch for her 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 two bosses. And she got cornered by an old man while she was getting ice cream. And the guy creepily looked at her and said, why are always the hot ones eating ice cream? Oh, So that man. was like, yikes. Like, why? Why can't, why is this not a safe space? And one thing, why is NYCFC not reacting to this? Maybe there's a, we may have to find out later what's going on, but um, they really need to step up and take, I, I don't. I don't want to say take control of the situation, but it's more of like take action. Um, it, it, either, either that, or, and, that, and just take responsibility. I mean, this happened in your buildings. This yeah. happened in in your facilities. Yeah, this is not a good look. It, it really is. And, and I mean, some. These are some of the things that she had to deal with: unnecessary contact. I mean, Davidia put his hands on her on her thighs. You had. Him constantly like being next to her, just he came up from her from behind and, and and held her hips. I mean, what the hell, man? You had teasing. He was asking her like how to get to his where to where he lives, and she gave him. She kind of gave him directions. Yeah, and he's like, oh well, now you know where I live. And then uh... comments regarding about her clothing and her appearance, like. There was a point where she couldn't, she didn't, she couldn't style the hair the way she wants to style it because she knew that Don yeah, Revere was yeah, going to say something. He was going to say something sexually, like, and, and the fact that this dude coming on to her to make advances, it's like, come on, man! Like, I get it that you're a world class, world class athlete, a World Cup winner. You're you're one of the greatest MLS players and come see, in. I would, I would, I guess you could say I would kind of understand it. If he was like in his first up and running, like if he was like 21, 22, but the dude's like 34, 35, bro. Like he's married, he has kids. And that's one of the worst things. So there was one time where he brought his son to like to train, the training. Yeah. And he was still like, she was thinking, oh, you know, oh, he has his kid. Maybe he'll be a little bit more tame today. No, that was not the case. He was still being the, the, the same way he was treating, the way she was, he was acting. Oh, that's just horrible. And the to fact hear. was, Everybody saw what was going on, and including her bosses. And instead of, hey, David Villa, at least could you kind of like stop messing with my or with least, my intern? Or at least pull him in the office and be like, look, Nothing. we need... If anything, they, they found it comical. The fact that they were like, oh, there's David Villa's love interest. That was... They never took <sighs> it one seriously. And if they tried to seem like they took it seriously, they clearly failed at it. And then, and then that's the thing. Like now, how can you take action how can you come back from that as a as as like nyfc you know how can you how can you come back like how, how can you be like oh well we're gonna reprimand him you can't reprimand him the, the guy's dude's gone. gone he's gone he's in freaking there's Japan. no there's no way there's no way you can be like oh we're gonna take away a social pay cut from you the only thing that i can think of the only thing that i can think of is if they go ahead and contact visa kobe and be like hey uh you know, this is what happened. It came out here. It leaked here. Is there any way that you guys can discipline him, if, or if he's even doing the same thing over there, 
you know, like, but but even then, I feel like it's way too late. Like, you can't, you can't. The damage is done. I mean, poor fact, her. Like, dude, that's just that's and then, heartbreaking. So, I mean, one, give her the fact that she had the strength to build up to finally put it out there. I mean, props to her. I know that that's a big thing for anybody to try to to go out, especially when you're going up against someone that is so high profile as David Villa. Yeah, El Guaje. And, and obviously she got obviously some support. Obviously, there was players from NYCFC that saw what was going on right. and they supported her for, for what she was doing. As a matter of fact, some of them said, yes, call him out, do it. Yeah. Like do it. And, and so the fact that some people are praising her, but then obviously you have the dedicated Davivia fans. Yeah. You have the, the ones that are going to call her a liar saying that she's only doing this for money. Saying that she's making why did she take so long to accuse or whatever? I mean, uh, even though she wasn't physically assaulted, that doesn't change the fact it's still inappropriate. It's still not right. Everything that he did, everything's also documented. By the way, she saved all the text messages of her complaining to to her bosses, to her family members. Everything that she has, she kept it to be able to have the evidence that she needed. Well, there you go. And the fact is, is just. I'm just disgusted. The fact that we're still we yes, it's a few years ago that this happened, but still we live in a modern world where we're supposed to condemn sexual harassment and all this, and yet you still see it happening. Yeah. And then the fact that everybody kind of just took it as a joke and took it lightly, it is it it just it continues to be it just disgusts me. Like I just don't like to see that. And and the fact that like you want to show people that like not everybody can work in sports. Like women can earn their yeah, way and then up just as much as a man can. Yeah. And this is what hurts it. This is what hurts it and becomes the boys only club. And that's not fair. Really isn't at all. Especially when you see that actually the women's, even the women's clubs are making giant leaps and they're, they're coming out and they're coming out like with, to me, to be honest, better skills sometimes and even these crazy-ass goals that you don't even see in the men's team. Because, I mean, at this point, like, who would want to work for NYCFC? Mm-hmm. Not right now. If, if you just got hired, would you really be like, oh, I don't shit. know if I want to be affiliated with these Yeah, people. exactly. exactly. Like, so, I mean... <sighs> yeah, I know I just got hired, but I'd like to put in my two weeks now. Like, it, 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 just, it just sucks to hear this and the fact that once again, props to Skylar. I mean, the fact that she she's able to speak up on this and, and yeah. really just just put it out there, like people can believe in it or not. I mean, that's that's their opinion, but the fact is, it happened. And and props to her for speaking up. Yeah, I mean, I'm really sorry if you're somehow listening to this. I'm really sorry. I I know I'm not affiliated with NYC or NYFC, but you know, it's just it just hurts to to know that even and you know me. I'm a, I was a big WVF fan when he was in Barca and everything. And I even followed him a little bit when he went to Japan. Yeah, I even was excited when he came to the MLS, you know, and to find this out, it's just kind of, kind of yanks, grinds your gears. He's a, he's a scumbag. Like, I mean, that's, that's what it, just, it is. It just kind of, and, and the thing is like, you see him and he's very professional when it comes to like interviews and when it comes to, to the game, he has he shows so much passion in the in the pitch. Whenever he's upset, I mean, no one's going to question it. his ability as a player. But, yeah, but, but then right now we're questioning him outside the pitch, and you kind of have to carry that with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so then it's just like, would anybody be comfortable? Around I mean, at this you? point, he just has to fess up. Like, I yeah. mean, there's nothing. 
there's there's nothing like I mean the fact that that the athletic took on this interview for one props to the athletic yeah props for them to want to share her story and give her that voice more make her give her a stronger voice than what she was able to do with social media you're right I I mean I agree with you on that one so I mean I I mean I'm truly sorry to to Skyler uh, I mean there, there's nothing that we could do to really like undo what happened, but hopefully the fact that she was finally able to let it out, I'm hoping that she can, she can find some sort of silver lining at the end of this tunnel. I know right now it's looking pretty rough right now, especially with the harassment that she's probably getting, but I know that hopefully at the end of the tunnel, things will work out well for her. And, and hopefully she's, she's still pursuing her career in sports. Like I hope that she's still yeah, she's, this, like this didn't, just keep it going. Just keep it going. I mean, you're going to have to push through as, as hard as it is. You know, it's, it's kind of have to push through it with any career. Like you said, any, anything that's like considered boys club, you know, women have to keep pushing. Through. You got you to gotta push that ceiling. Yeah. You got to break that. You got to break, break that, that barrier. Ceiling. Break that barrier. Yeah. So, I mean, well, we're, we're at your corner, Scotter, by you. So just know that if you ever, if you ever listen to this, but <laughs> I mean, like I said, this, this headline was to me was, it was, it wouldn't be fair to have it shared with any other headline. I thought that this was a was one that needed to be just by itself. Yeah, and um, and there's that. So let's get going to the game recaps. And uh, right. ever, what is your game to recap? Uh, my game to recap is actually the Tottenham versus Man City, and Tottenham actually beat Man City one to zero. And what's funny is if you didn't watch the game, you probably wouldn't know. <laughs> No, bro. Like, I, like honestly, like the little highlights that I managed to catch. Uh, Son scored, of course. You know, yeah, Sonaldo. But uh, you say, what was the score? One zero. It was two zero, man. Two zero. Oh my god, I'm so dead. <laughs> I'm pissed at myself. Um, but I know Son scored, and I was really happy about that. And um, the. Let's see, the Man City actually had 66% of the possession. And you know what? You're right. You're right. It was 2-0 because I remember seeing Mourinho's reaction after the second goal. That dude was like, yeah, right in your craw. Like he was, I mean, like, Wiley he Coyote, was fisting. Is, the, is that was, one episode where Wiley Coyote finally gets the roadrunner? Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, honestly, and then Pep, even Pep was like, damn. Like, they got, damn. I, I mean, we said it, though. Tottenham, what they have up front. It's just, dude. It, it, it it's is, just scary. It's it's, it's the scariest fuck. And I mean, and you, then, maybe maybe you could put Jose Mourinho as a factor, but I mean, I don't think he's ever had an attack like this. No, and that's had, even, no, even no, and that's the thing, and that's even including what he had in, in Inter Milan, where he had Zlatan. That's including or, what he had in Real Madrid with Cristiano Ronaldo. No, that's the thing. Son- this team is this Tottenham team. Attack wise, is great. the fact that they can, bro, that that run. That run by San, it's always the same. It's always throw the ball over the defender, and San will somehow just it run his failed. way through. It has yet to fail. It, ha- it hasn't. It hasn't failed. Nobody has blocked him. Nobody has sandwiched him. But, sandwich him. It's a foul. But here's the thing, though. Man City has sixty six percent of the possession. They had the ball. They were playing Pep's game. Yeah. But clearly, it just. And I mean, obviously, I hate saying that Mourinho is a defensive specialist. Well, I mean, think about it. He was a defensive specialist with Park the Buzz. He he used that a lot. But counter, the counterattack, it just fit well today. I think that's what it was. I mean, 
it works when you have a guy like Son. It works when you have a guy like Harry Kane. Lo Celso scored a goal. I mean, <laughs> but yeah. not only that, Man City outshot <laughs> Tottenham 22-4. to It just goes to show you that possession isn't all this cracked up to be like how it used to it's be. Not, like, it's, it's not how long you have the ball. It's what you do with the ball. And Tottenham clearly did it with what very little they had. It's changing. Remember, Tiki Taka used to be the thing. And even then, it would, if you did Tiki Taka right, you know, of course you would score. If you had the finishers up front, you would score. And then even with counterattacking the Tiki Taka, back then, it was, it was pretty hard to counterattack. Now, with the players that are on the pitch at this time, I, you, Tiki Taka right now is actually getting overwhelmed with the long passes or passes off the wing and centering. And even you got the players like San, Cristiano, who will actually go down the middle and dribble and just shoot. Dude, it's, 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 it's unstoppable. Like you can actually, you can actually take the Tiki Taka out of the, out of the factor, uh, factor. So, yeah. So this was just, it was just a game that Tottenham clearly just finally got the upper hand. I believe both you and me both had Tottenham winning this game. I believe so. I had doesn't have winning. So I know for sure. Yeah. That was uh, insane. Like someone's going to score and I was right. I mean, he did it. All right. But yeah, so that was a really good game, honestly. Um, and I mean, one of the few occasions that Mourinho is able to get the best I out of I swear to God, that was the funniest. That was actually the happiest I think I've seen him when he was like, yes, yes, yes. Like he was fisting and smiling and he was just The special it. one, man. Yeah. He's the special one. All right. So my game to recap is AC Milan beating Napoli 3-1, to one, which pushed them on the top of Syria. Uh, wow. I mean, I mean, time and time again, this AC Milan team is just looking they're, so they're good. They're showing up. It scares me the thought of what's going to happen once these guys that are alone leaves. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, it's, it's a plan to buy these guys after the loan. But then obviously what's going to happen after Slatan leaves is probably another concern. But right now they're enjoying it, man. Coming off a big win. And I mean, Napoli had 63% of the possession. So once again, another team that had majority of the possession of the game and still loses. Uh, Napoli outshot uh, AC Milan. Not. Not like Man City did, but <laughs> twenty to fifteen, um, and of course the man you got to highlight is the man, the myth, the lion, the lion, and of course the legend Zlatan Ibrahimovic, um, who ends up scoring two goals, twenty in the twentieth minute mark and the fifty fourth minute mark, and um, he actually hit a huge milestone of scoring in his. I think scoring a goal in his in every single game for for in the Serie A. Damn. So at least this season. So he scored a goal every time he has played in the Serie A. That's pretty badass. That's that's a milestone in itself right there. That is Latan man for you. But that is crazy, man. AC Milan is is just having a season right now. Hopefully they can keep this up. I still I think that I mean, this goes back to what we said when we previewed Serie A that I think AC Milan is actually going to be a really good team to watch this year. And you did say that. And I didn't think they were going to win the league, but, but here they they're, are. They're about they're to. Up, they're up there. I mean, you know, we're not halfway through the season yet, but so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about... Don't, don't, jump the, don't jump the gun just yet, but I mean, they look really good, man. Um, Zlatan does not look like a 39-year-old. <laughs> no, that dude Gattuso is, even that, said that. Bro, that dude, that dude there, he's like, yeah, Slatan ain't ready to retire As right now. As a matter of fact, Gaduza said that that 
it, um, Zlatan looks better than he did 10 years ago. Yeah. The the dude with the experience and the freaking aggressiveness that he has now. And then he still has that I mean, pickpocket shot. He's just a big target. But it's not so much about him being a big target. I mean, the fact that man still can play. And he, his finishing is is very, very pristine. Like, he'll he'll score with the back so, in the I mean, air and everything. I mean, Ronaldo wants to play until he's 50. Go for it, dude. <laughs> uh... More power you, to you gotta bro. you gotta figure out what Zlatan's doing because clearly Zlatan is on the track of whatever the hell you think you can do. Uh, I think you can do it, man. But shit, time only time will tell. Only time. I mean, you know, time time beats everybody. That's the thing. All right, man. So those were the game recaps, and we'll go ahead and get into our my interview. I, I was gonna say our interview, but I mean you weren't <laughs> in the interview. But my interview with. Dominic Rich, uh, which I was really excited. I mean, he's a very popular YouTube uh, influencer that talks all of soccer or football in his channel. He mainly covers EPL, but he does talk about Champions League. And then whenever he has a chance, he does talk about the other leagues. But, you know, he's a big EPL guy. He covers that. And then he covers also a lot of soccer stuff. So I'm really excited that he was one. He contacted uh, contacted our, our message. So greatly appreciated that. But yeah, so here is our interview with Dominic Rich. All right. All right. So here we are with the Dominic Rich. First of all, man, thanks for, for giving us your time, man. I know time is very valuable. And just the fact that you're giving us some time is I greatly appreciate that. No problem, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Um, you know, just another day, just trying to live life, man. That's all that's how I really am, honestly. Well, in these times, that's all you could do, man. You know, you just have got to be happy to see another day. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So, man, uh, before we get into soccer, man, I need to, obviously, you moved to New York. So, can you tell us a little bit about where you come from? Well, I'm from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. That's a very small island in the Caribbean. It's west of Barbados, south of St. Lucia, and north of Grenada. It's called St. Vincent and the Grenadines. I came here when I was 16 years old, came to live with my mom and dad. So it's, it's, it's a natural thing that happens when your mom and dad is, you know, migrated and you're left alone in the islands with your grandparents and your uncles and aunties. Eventually you join up with them. So that's the reason why I came to America. And it, it was like a fresh start, you know? It was a fresh start. But I, um, in terms of sports and football, started back there. But okay. I, used to play, I used to play football, but I mostly played cricket. And I was very good at cricket. Very, very good. You know, like made the national youth team and all. And I was really into it. You know what I mean? And I played football as well. I was very talented at, at both. I was just an all-around very good sportsman. Athletics, just good. And in 1998, I was when I was introduced to the World Cup. They came to a school and they, you know, like the, um, the, the federation, they said, there's this thing called the World Cup that's happening this year. And I'm like, what World Cup are you talking about? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that was in 1998. And previously, there was a 94 World Cup, but at the 94 World Cup, I was only seven years old. So I had no knowledge. I didn't, I was in my own little world. I didn't know anything about any World Cup or whatnot. So 
I never even watched football on, on television before the 1998 World Cup. So, bomb introduced to the World Cup in 1998, and I fell in love. I fell in love with the tournament. And I was like, wow, this thing is fascinating. I got my book. I started writing down names of players. And it, it was just a great spectacle. Watched every game that was available to me. Watched the final. It was France versus Brazil. And, you know, it, it was great. It was great. And then there was a 2002 World Cup. And that was also great. The South Korea, Japan. But during all that time, I was, I, I actually stopped playing football because I was playing cricket and I sustained a really bad injury just before a big tournament. So I'm like, you know what? This is a sign that I have to stop playing football and focus on this cricket thing because I was actually better at cricket than football. And the cricket thing was working out for me more. So stop playing foot, stop playing football, focused on the cricket. And, you know, the 2002 World Cup came. Same thing, fascinated about that. And then I migrated in 2003. So it goes back to your question, you know, how I ended up here <laughs> and came to New York back in 2003. Seems like just yesterday, but it is a very long time, 17 years ago. And it's like, when I came here, it was like a fresh start. Fresh start. With school, like I never really cared too much about academics when I was in St. Vincent, when you were in high school down there. I just focused on sports. So sports have always been a passion of mine. So, you know, when you see me on the channel and I'm so passionate, this is just in my DNA. My dad played cricket. He still does. I don't, I don't play anymore because, you know, of family reasons and all of that. I'm busy, but I've always been into sports like it's just in my blood and but coming to america not like the movie but <laughs> me, coming to america was just an opportunity for me to just forget about everything i did back home and just focus on getting my life together as a teenager 16 years old you know just 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 a fresh start with school and just stay focused but you know everything things never go to plan you know what I'm saying? Things never go to plan. But that's that's basically how I got here. Ended up living with my dad. Mom was around. She she now passed away, but she was still around. But I've always been a kind of person in my own little world, you know? Like and it, and it, and it goes back to like the YouTube channel. I could run a channel because I like stuff like that. You know, I just like to be in my own little world and you know, take it's easy to do something that you like. Exactly. You know, and again, it's sports and I'm always passionate about sports, you know. But yeah, I went on a little there. I even forgot. <laughs> hey, no, nah, that was great, man. <laughs> that was great. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I actually never actually came on record and tell a story like this, you know, like my whole kind of story to, you know, how I became the man I am today. I tell it to my, my wife and, you know, maybe uh, one or two persons, but not really to come on record. Because most like most most of the times, you don't really get too personal. You you just stick to the, the football, the games. You just talk about that. You don't really get too personal. You know what I mean? 
But, you don't get time to talk about yourself. You're just too busy talking about a game. <laughs> exactly. And and, it, and, and, there's, you just, and there's nothing wrong with that, isn't it? Yeah, you just separate yourself. You, you have mm-hmm. to have boundaries, you know? You separate yourself from the whole the sports. Like, there's family life. I know sometimes, you know, the family might be involved at times, but there's boundaries. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's, there's just a line you don't really, you know, like... That's it. You don't need to know that about me and all of that. So this is like a more intimate conversation that we're having right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. I mean, this is yeah. kind of like knowing, getting to know the man behind the mic. Basically. Right yeah. So obviously you ta- you said the 1998 World Cup, which is actually the same World Cup that I got into, really found my passion for the game of soccer as well. Uh, wow. That's how, yeah, Thierry Henry, that, which was kind of funny, um, uh, that was actually the first time. I also betted. My dad like mm-hmm. bet five bucks with me. He was gonna. He wanted Brazil to win. My dad was like a big Brazil fan. Um, and I remember he said that Brazil's gonna win. And I don't know what it was. I guess I told him that I think France is gonna win just to be yeah. a jerk. And then he's like, "All right, I'll put five bucks on it." And so that was the first time I ever won a bet. So <laughs> you won. Up. You won five bucks. Yeah, great. You should. You should have actually bet more than that. In hindsight, maybe, yeah. but obviously as a child, I thought that that was a lot of money. <laughs> but it, it's crazy that we started watching the World Cup, you know, at the same time. It's crazy. That was a yeah. good World Cup, though. That was memorable. Because that was, uh, France was also the host nation, I believe. Yep. So, yeah, it was a really good World Cup. And I mean, that was the first time I saw Thierry Henry. So I was, I was like, man, this guy could play. And I mean, just obviously clearly had a pretty good career. Uh, for himself, and then obviously now he's a, a manager over in Montreal. Yep. But but yeah, no, it's kind of crazy to see. I basically followed Thierry Henry's career to this point. So the the, the player that stand out most it has to be Zinedine Zidane. Like as a kid, you hear a name like that, Zinedine Zidane. You know, and that's when I got introduced to Ronaldo, and it's like. When we grow, when we when we're growing up, it's like you you're playing football. Everyone is saying, "Oh, okay, Ronaldo, okay, okay." You know, or you want to be like Ronaldo. And before that, everybody was talking about Romario and Maradona and mm-hmm. Pele. These were the names that were going around. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like so long ago. You know what I mean? Like some of these footballers these days weren't even born yet. And Erling Haaland and Mbappe, these guys weren't even a thought yet. When you think about <laughs> it. Not. So the it's... thing is, they need to show some respect to us, okay? We were watching the World Cup before you were born. <laughs> really hey, man, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that we got to see a little bit of the legends from back in the day, and then now exactly. we're, we're seeing what could be for the future. I mean, some of these guys are... It's crazy how many more of them are there now it's yep. it, you know it used to be just like a few guys to pick from but now it's like man you know it seems like each country has their own legend in the making it seems at this point you know what it is i think it's just evolution it's just time and there's social media now there's an internet now that we get to be more exposed to all of these players it's not that they weren't there but they were never advertised Mm-hmm. People never had the chance to like talk about a player from their country, like a, a player from like a country like Malaysia. You know, I've been getting into, you know, those kind of footballing nations, you know, uh, a player from a Vietnam, you know, 
So now you have these players on display in the Asian Cup, the AFC Champions League, and now they actually get there's a platform to actually promote. So you don't you don't know you you hear about the Malaysian Messi and the Vietnamese Messi, and you hear about and then you you know and then you you it's so it's all about the internet and the evolution over time, mm-hmm. and. We only knew of players that got displayed on the big stage, the World Cup. Because growing up, I never watched club football. I'll hear the other guys talking about it because they, they were from more affluent families and they had cable. Like back in 1998, early 2000s, they had cable TV or satellite dishes or whatever they used to use back then. And they had access to the Italian league when Juventus and AC Milan and Inter and those teams were at their peak in mm-hmm. terms of within Europe. And I would hear them talk about these guys. And I'm like, oh, what are they talking? Who is Juventus? You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, I never watched the Manchester United and the Arsenal great teams back in the days. I'm not afraid to say that. I'm, I just wasn't into that. I was into the World Cup. I was into the World Cup. And like from... The 2006 World Cup came and went. I could remember watching every single World Cup since 1998. I've seen, I've witnessed it. I wasn't there in the country, but I followed it every game. You that's, know? A time, that's a commitment because, I mean, I remember when in 2002 when they were in Korea and Japan, I mean, you had to like wake up at four in the morning just to, yep. just to watch the games. It was real. Wow. It was real. Mm-hmm. It was real. And, you know, it seems like so long ago, the 2010 World Cup, the 2014, then the 2018 came and went. And it, it is, when I, when I look back at it now, I'm like, God damn, what if I had just made videos of myself talking about the World Cup back then? How would that have, you know, came out today? But we never thought about that, you know, because as I said, things evolve over time. I remember back in those days, I used to say, man, one day, I wish I could have a phone conversation with someone and see them on the other end. And look, we're doing it right now. Here we are with it. I mean, that's, that's how crazy the future is now. Exactly. You know, so it's all about time and timing, you know. And I never got into watching club football until I actually moved out of my dad's house in 2013. When I had my own cable, my own DVR, I could do what I want. I could record what I want. And I used to just record the Champions League games. I watched the Premier League matches. And it, it's crazy that I got to see like the last of, you know, the Lampard and the Gerard and these guys. The, you know, I, I, when you, when you think about, it, I never really got to watch these guys in their prime back mm-hmm. like 2008, 9, 10. Or before that, just a little before that, I never really, and it's just everything happened for a reason. It was just there, but that's just what I wasn't into it. I mean, I everybody has it. their own their own way to get. I mean, for someone that that fought, that just started, like, well, I mean, obviously you've been kind of now following everything now, but you clearly are more well informed about things, and you find a way, to like, obviously spew spew in your way of your spin on every on on your takes as well, but. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if people listen to you now. I bet you they thought that you've been watching, you know, the game for years, like going all the way till you were like five years old. But 
clearly yeah. that's the point. But the, the thing is, I have I have been watching it since I was 10, let's say 11 years old, right? Mm -hmm. I'm now 33, about to be 34. So that's 20, 22, 23 years. But the thing is, what I like to keep it transparent about is I never started watching club football until 2013. So mm -hmm. that's still seven years in the bank. Mm-hmm. So the last seven years, it's relevance. You know what I mean? It's all about relevance and what's going on in the now. Mm -hmm. Because what happened 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it's only to, you know, just to think about and, you know, uh, romanticize about. But that's gone. Look at teams like AC Milan. They're not mm -hmm. at their heights of glory anymore. Look at Man United. So... What sense does it make that you know all these things from 15 years ago? It doesn't make any sense today. Mm -hmm. It's good to know, but it's also there for you to research and learn about it. The games are there on YouTube. You can go back and watch all the games if you want. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's all about what's, what's present, now? what's now. Someone could get into football last week and they could surpass you in your following on YouTube or whatnot just because of their charisma and their fascination with the game. They don't have to be all about knowledge and this and whatnot. You understand what I'm saying? No, totally. So it's all about, and that's where people, a lot of people get the thing misconstrued. It's your fan, you love the sport, and you're just expressing yourself and sharing your experience. You don't need to know anything about, you don't need to know the history of the game. You don't need to know all the rules. You learn as you go along. We don't even know the rules right now. The referee themselves don't even know the rules. You know I'm pretty saying? sure a lot of people don't even know how to count a handball right now. Bro, the players <laughs> don't even know the rules. The players don't know the rules. That's how crazy it is. So, I, I don't like when people criticize and say, oh, you don't know, you don't know, no, no, you know. I say, okay, why don't you start a podcast or a YouTube channel? Mic up, <laughs> mic up and, and, and become an expert. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So going back to where the, the, this whole football thing started, you know, back in, you know, 2013, I really, really got into it. The VR in every game, watching all the Champions League matches catching the Premier League games when I could. And, you know, I remember Demba Bad, Chelsea, when Lampard came back from NYFC and played for Man City, and he was scoring. I was like, that's when I got back into the thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I like to make that clear. And the whole Man City thing didn't come until three years ago because I was a neutral. I didn't, I just watched the thing. I was in, I was just a, a World Cup. I, I loved the World Cup. And the channel came about by basically by mistake. The whole YouTube thing came about by mistake. I never planned it. You know what I mean? It was never a plan. Maybe you had time to plan your podcast, you know, and do all you could to make it the best product. But I never did that. So what got it you into YouTube? It was just a mistake, bro. Just a mistake. But, but I was, I was into YouTube before the football channel, but the football channel came by like 
by mistake. It's just, you could say I just, I just fluked it because I was, um, I had a channel with my, now, now my wife, my girlfriend, then we used to just do silly, um, you know, pranks and challenges and stuff like that. I was a little younger, you know, so it's like, yeah, let's have some fun. And one day I was picking up my two daughters from school. They go to different schools. So I pick one up, I pick up the other one. And while I'm doing that, I'm watching a Champions League match between PSG and Barcelona, the infamous game. Oh, infamous. the comeback? <laughs> yeah, the infamous 6 1. And you, you know, well, you, you're a Real Madrid fan, so. Oh, yeah, yeah but everyone <laughs> shut up about it, though. <laughs> yeah. So, but you guys did win the Champions League that season, didn't you? Was, was that La Decima? That's, that's the 16-17 season. You won it. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was part of, yeah, that was part of, yeah, 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 you won it, you won it. So, Barcelona, PSG, PSG won the first leg, 4-0. Look, I don't remember games that much, I, I, I'm, my memory, when it comes to remembering games and who scored in the games and all of that, is very, very bad. It's, I I don't know if it's because I watch some, so much football and so many games, but that game, I feel like I feel like you're right about that, but that that was just a, a such a huge mo- like that's a I mean I'm people were counting Barcelona out from the beginning just because of how big the deficit was, but for them to fully come back for, to that game, I mean that's kind of the the reason why you watch this game is because of the fact that you know there are times that it's not that predictable. Well, look, I was following, I was following the the um the Champions League. That season, so we don't we didn't know what was gonna happen there. You know, that was the same season Mbappe broke out too. The Mbappe mm-hmm. at Monaco, they played Man City, Bernardo Silva, all of them, Mendy, all of them broke out, and they smashed Man City. They did lose an um, away goal rule, but it was it was an exciting tie. And talk about Man City and exciting ties, man. Every single season, man. What is up with that? You just think about it. I know we going, we we talking about the Barcelona, but just think about it. Every season, it's something with Man City in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Every season, they bowing out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy. But um, the Barcelona thing, I I was watching a game while picking up my daughter, so I'm in traffic driving. There's heavy New York traffic. And I'm driving back home now and I'm tired because I think I had work that day too. So after work, I can't quite remember if I worked that day, but let's just assume I worked that day, pick up one kid, went, got the other one while watching the game. So I'm watching the game, game's going on, I'm driving and it's, I can't remember how the goals went, but I could remember Cavani scored and he was celebrating like, okay, no way Barcelona going to come back from this now. No way. Mm-hmm. PSG, four in the first leg, Barcelona, nil. And then Cavani scored, made it. It's so difficult to come back now. They need six. Mm-hmm. These guys went and scored six. And I went crazy. And at that moment, I'm like, just... Hit record and just... I never did this before. I never did a reaction before. Just record and see where it takes you. (laughs) 
Bro, it's on the channel right now. It's on the channel. I have to actually, oh man, that was great. I got to react to it. I got to react to my first ever YouTube video. That's a great idea though. So the kids are in the back. I think one of them are, or both of them are sleeping and I'm there talking. I put the video up on YouTube. Numbers. That's my first ever football video. I did have some other stuff on there, some random things. I, I privated them, deleted them eventually. But I put the video up. Views, 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 views. I'm like, whoa. And being that I was already into YouTube, I was, and, and the channel with myself and my, my girlfriend never used to really get that much views. It's like, whoa, maybe this is what I need to be doing. It's so I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, what's the next video now? Okay, this, this game is done. So what I did, and you see, I was always smart from the beginning. I spoke about the Suarez goal because I think Suarez was brought down for penalty or something. And then, you know, there was a, there was a couple more situations in the game, a couple more talking points to, to hit. And I did that and they all got good views. The referee. Remember, there was a big scandal over the referee, Dennis Eitekin. Mm -hmm. And. They were like protesting and saying that he called foul when it wasn't a foul. He gave penalty when there wasn't a penalty. And I spoke about that as well. And from there, the thing just launched and pick up and just whoop, shoot off. It's been three years. You know, it's been a long journey, bro. It's, 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 it's tough. It's tough. That's where it started. Okay. So, I mean, uh, um, so, I mean, obviously, you just kind of explained your journey as to how you find yourself making content on soccer or football on YouTube, man. But that's crazy, man. Just You just did something like that. And just now you, now here you are with forty over 40,000 subscribers. And I mean, I feel like that's pretty impressive on its own, man. Just especially here in the U.S., knowing that like soccer isn't or football isn't the most popular sport here but for you to do that i think that is very impressive and uh i guess from all those videos what would you say is your favorite type of video that you've made well the favorite type of videos to make well i would say it's the match reactions i would say it's you know because that's when the passion would come out more the match reactions you know following city and all and you know just a match reaction, even when a Liverpool are playing, just to just to review the match, just to review the match and to hear what the the, the viewers have to say, you know, because you want to get it right. Even though you're giving your opinion, your perspective of the game, you also want to get it right because people are going to ask you, what game did you watch? You don't even know what you're talking about. So for me to, to do it this long, it means that I'm doing something right and I'm hitting some good points. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's been evolving over time. You know, before I used to have to like write down a few talking points to touch on. Nowadays, I don't even write nothing down. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm writing down something from the game and I miss something, you know? So I just focus on the match. And when I'm done, right after, and the key is right after the game, you talk about the game. If you're in high demand, you don't have to. You could relax and then later you hit it and then people are waiting for it. You know, so I would say the match reactions because they're easier 
you you know, I use my cell phone most of the time because with, with using the cell phone, it's like, I don't know what it is, but I know I can't afford to mess up. It's one take. So I just go and I hit all the points and I'm charismatic on, on camera and I drop a little joke here and there. And plus, I, I, I speak with an accent again. So, you know, I say things differently. And people, maybe people like that. This point, you're kind of just hitting the trifecta. Yeah, maybe people <laughs> are just, people are just like, I'm fed up of hearing people maybe talk this way. I like the way this guy talks, you know? He just, he, 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 he just say things a little differently. And I just like the way he, he expresses himself. So yeah, I'll say I'll say the match the match reactions because they they are the easiest, but you do have to watch the game. You have to invest ninety minutes plus you know the halftime break and all. You have to invest that time, and then you review the game. And uh, I, I would say that that because it is the easiest and a lot of times the most rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that, man. I think as far as from your videos, I think the thing that I like with uh, from your videos is definitely when you you try to set up the ma- the groups for Champions League. Because I think it's something that I don't think anybody has ever actually thought about. Just like, oh, let's see if I can figure if I can guess the draw. Oh, <laughs> you mean like like when I do the mock draws and all of that? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've I've I like doing that too. But the thing is. The, the UEFA is so complicated with the way they do things mm-hmm. that there's television broadcasts put in, in in the in the in the variables to whether you can draw a team geography and travel and all and weather and all of that. So when it, when it comes to group stage, I don't do I don't do the draws, I don't do the mock draws. But for the for the quarter and the round of sixteen, et cetera, et cetera. I, yeah. Then I could do something, you know. But sometimes before, to be honest, sometimes I have to be like, ah, do I really want to do a draw? Because sometimes, I don't know, it comes off like very, very childish. I, but I then again, yeah. But then again, I'm like, we we are, we, we do have an inner child. So some, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always something that you like to do and you, you question yourself and say, Yo, am am I too old to be doing this? You, you know what I'm saying? No, I totally agree. I just I think it's interesting just to see like if you can try to get it right. I mean, yeah. I think that's the that's the and then when it does happen, you're like, well, you know, I almost call, I called it. You know, Bro, you, can, you can come off as that way. <laughs> it's it's all about fun. It's all about fun, and the reason why I persist with it, and I I don't do it for every draw, but the reason why I still do it is for fun because. You have to remember, you're not always doing things for yourself. There's an audience that wants to see that. So if I know there's an audience for something that I've done before, I say, okay, let me not be selfish. Let me not make selfish content and put the thing out there for the, for the people to actually enjoy. And a lot of times there's a, a younger audience that will enjoy that. You see what I'm saying? And you can't neglect a younger audience and say you want to appeal to a, a older, more mature audience because the older, more mature audience are the ones that's going to rip you to shreds. Those, those <laughs> are the ones that are like, what is this guy now? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. What is this guy talking about? What do you know? You're not a footballer. Like, there, you're not there's, 
you know, I got to say, there's something very entertaining of someone that actually takes the time to go into a comment section to criticize or, or say something of, of negative, you know, influence. And it's like, oh, you took so much time just to do this where you could have just got out of the video and go on to something else. Yep. Bro, you use the, you use the word just now, influence. Influence. And that's what people like you and I are, influencers. You know, you mm-hmm. do in your podcast, I do YouTube, and I do podcast-like stuff on the channel as well. So if I can influence someone so much that I could evoke a certain emotion for them to rant in my comment section or compliment me or curse me You're or whatever. Doing your job. <laughs> You're clearly doing your job. I'm doing something good. I mean, you're right, man, because I mean, I think the whole point of whether it's a YouTube channel or a podcast is to get a reaction. And I mean, it, hopefully it's always going to be a good reaction. But let's face it, there's always going to be that person that just has to go ahead and, and give them their, your, you know, say something negatively towards you. And I think that just kind of comes with what, what we decide to do with your YouTube channel and obviously with, with the podcast. So, I mean... Yeah. I think we both understand. I think you and me are probably some people that have like a thicker skin, so we can probably handle it, obviously. And usually, I I personally just prefer to just ignore it because clearly, uh, I mean, I'll read I'll read it sometimes, only just to see like maybe I need to work on something. But majority of the time, it's probably just telling me some guy just telling me you know go fuck myself. So I mean, yeah, I'm telling you. Do you know how many times I had to tell people to go fuck themselves in my comment section? Not directly, I'll say G-F-Y. And it's just because of frustration. I'm like, you took the time and you, 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 you could say something positive. You could do a con, you could leave a constructive criticism, but you, you're trying to, you're trying to undermine and, and, and break me down right now. And I'm not for that. You mm-hmm. don't even know the work I have to put in to get this content out to you with, you know, good enough quality and everything. And and you don't know how many takes I had to put in to get this video out. There's times I do a video, like for example, I did a Champions League video and I didn't do the video because, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm going to get a lot of views. Because I don't get a crazy, crazy amount of views. I would have to, you know, actually hit something at the right time something that's actually trending and I'm on it or I've, I've just been talking about it so much and then when it becomes popular, I'm the guy that's ranking on all of that. Yeah, so it's like, it's like, you just have to have a thick skin and just calm yourself and, you know. But going back to the, the Champions League video, I, I, I would record the video, bro, for two and a half hours and only... <laughs> I only end up getting 48 minutes worth of footage from it, right? So it means that I had to do a whole lot of takes. I had to take out over an hour and a half just to end up with the final product. And then mm-hmm. you put it out. Hardly anyone watches it. And then you, you're going to get stick in the comment section. So you're like already, you know, like, oh, man, I put in so much work. Don't even come with this. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I try to read every comment. But you can't because, well, you can if you have a channel that don't get a lot of comments. But my channel, oh man, I get a lot. I keep the audience engaged when I tell you. 
a lot mm. of comments. A lot of, and it's good. It is good because I see sometimes someone, some people make videos, no one comments. Mm -hmm. I, the, the latest video in the Liverpool um, game, 266 comments. And, and in the past, I would go through all of them and take an hour and like just reply. But these days, I can't do it. Because I, don't, I, have, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> because I have two or three other videos on the channel that's really doing well. And it has a hundred comments as well. So I'm like, mm -hmm. ah, it's so exhausting. The time I'm going to take to go through all these comments, I could be coming up with an idea for the next video to keep the thing going. Or I, the, you know, the amount of football that, that's playing these days. I have to talk about the game. Like tomorrow, like the weekend was just, the weekend is done. We even had Premier League games today. I watched a little bit of both games, but I didn't watch the whole games because I had to, re I had to rest. I had to relax. I just came off of work. And then there's games tomorrow again. Mm -hmm. There's Champions League tomorrow. And I'm like, oh man, I've been doing this watch along on Tuesdays because I, my wife doesn't work on Tuesdays. So when I get off of work, I could just run, I hurry home, run downstairs, set up everything. Hey guys, oh, I just came home from work. Um, let's do the watch along, Champions League watch along, multi stream watch along. And that's something that I just started doing. And that's something that I, I actually came up with by mistake because most people just do, okay, I'm going to do a watch along of the PSG RB Leipzig game and that's it. But then, there was a conflict of interest for me because I talk about my, my channel is a football channel, general, everything football, anything football. It's not niche down further into a city channel or not. Thank God. Mm. Because <laughs> that would, that would have been depressing. So, and that's to say that city content does not do well unless city are losing. Note. I think I can get that. <laughs> yeah, we want to treble. We want to treble. And I made a video and it probably only got a, a thousand views tops. See? <laughs> I, think, no I, I mean, I thought it was interesting how you and you chose, well, you became a Man City fan by a draw of a hat. I thought that no, was. No, oh, that was no. The, no, no, that was. Oh, no, um, that was with the Croatia team. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, when I do the draw of the hat, that was actually a fun activity to see which Croatian club I would follow. And then I did that another time for the African Cup of Nations, which team I would follow at that tournament because I don't, I'm obviously not born in Africa. Maybe I'm of African descent, but I don't know my um, lineage. So I can't say, oh yeah, my, my DNA says I'm from Ghana. So I'm going to back Ghana. So I had to pick it up from a hat. But the city thing, Bro, City chose me. I didn't choose City. City okay. chose me. I just loved the way they were playing. I didn't go and look, do no research and, oh man, let me see this. Let me see that. Nah, I don't like that team. They didn't win enough titles. Nah, 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 nah. You know what? Let me go with Man United. They won a lot of titles. Let me be a glory hunter right now. No. City chose me because of the style of football they were playing. And I'm like, whoa. I like this. This, 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 this embodies me. You see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's just how I am. Me as a person. Me as a person is how Man City is as a team. 
you know, not maybe not this season or last season, but you know, I'm just I, I feel like I feel like this season's been a rough season for some of the the power <laughs> teams right now. So yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's very unpredictable. But yeah, City chose me. City chose me, and it's not like I'm like, nah, man, made the wrong choice. You know what? I'm making Liverpool content too, and it's doing really well. So you know what? Ah, let me just get rid of this city shirt and all of that. And I'm Liverpool now. No, 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 no. You know, I'm city and that's who I am. I'm loyal. You can't be switching like this. We are not, look. But clearly, not- clearly, you're, I mean, obviously you're a city fan, but clearly you're a football YouTube creator. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm crazy about football. I don't even watch cricket anymore, bro. Oh, really? I don't cricket anymore. I don't play cricket. I'm not saying I won't in the future, but I don't watch it anymore mm-hmm. because I've done it so many times. I watch a few highlight clips here and there to reminisce and be like, whoa, whoa, you know. I'm like, and sometimes I say to myself, man, do I even know the rules of the game still? Yeah, I think I know the rules, but I'm just fascinated with football right about now. But what I was saying, about the whole switching thing. We can switch teams. We are not we are not footballers. Footballers can switch teams all they want and they don't get no slack for that. You know, but we we can't. We have to remain loyal. Mm-hmm. And I some people like to ask, "Oh, how long have you been a City fan?" Does it matter? I could meet a girl last week and that could be the one. Mm-hmm. And I could know a girl from since I was a child, and that could be the one right now. So it's just different. Some everybody gets on this journey at a different stage in their life. I, know, I mean, so, clearly your loyalty is where your loyalty is. I think that's what's more important at the end of it. I mean, if you say if you could be loud and proud and say you're a Man City fan, that's all that really matters at the end of it. But how long? How long have you been a Real Madrid fan? Um, honestly, since I was 10. <laughs> oh, so you've been a Real Madrid fan for a while. But how did you become a Real Madrid fan, though? Um, I was a big, uh, phenomenal, uh, Ronaldo fan. That was yeah. one of my, so him, and then also, well, I, when I played soccer, I played primarily right back. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I, I probably have like a big soft spot for fullbacks when I can, when I watch uh, football. And so, Roberto Carlos to me was the guy and yep. Roberto Carlos played for Real Madrid and so it kind of was like a no-brainer I'm like man two guys that I like watching and then obviously yeah. you have you have Zinedine you're, you're, the team had already guys that I watched already so I was like you know what and then funny That's enough the my dad was a, my dad's a Barcelona fan and so I was like okay it's just it just makes it even sweeter because now my dad's gonna That's, hate me <laughs> That's your team. you know what I'm saying so Look, I, I have no regrets being a Man City fan. I know it's a very, 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 very difficult, very difficult thing, you know, because people don't like City. And to be a City fan on YouTube is like to make just the City exclusive content. It doesn't, it, it doesn't really work, to be honest. Because I I've, agree. Yeah, I've seen it. And... I think what I'm doing is just fine. Like, I could do what I want without any pressure. You know what I'm saying? I, I just like it that way, you know? But I talk ma- mainly about the Premier League. I do mainly Premier League content. So, 
I will talk about the other leagues if something big happens or something that I actually wanted. But you know what? I actually do want to talk about the Italian league and the and La Liga and the French league and the Bundesliga. I want to do that. I want to watch games from those leagues too. But sometimes they're playing when my team is playing. So, you know, you, you, you just have to just concentrate on one thing and just... And plus the time, time. When you have to go to work and you have kids and you have a wife, you can't do everything that you want to do. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? And there've, there's been many times where I just wanted to say, you know what, I'm going to go live today and this live stream will be only designated to talking about the other leagues. I'm just going to sit with the guys on the channel, the subscribers, your viewers, and we, we're just going to talk about the other leagues and I'll do it once every two weeks or something. But I... I it, it's difficult. No, I totally get that, man. All right, so we're definitely getting up there in that time, man. So obviously, greatly appreciate the time that you gave uh, for this. And if you ever want to come back, man, I would be more than welcome to have you back on. Um, so before that, can you guys, can you want to tell me a game that maybe, because obviously this episode is going to drop on Thursday. So if there's a game that you're kind of looking forward to this coming weekend, and then tell me, tell the people where they can find you. A game coming up this weekend. Well, Man City play Burnley and I'm looking forward to beating Burnley because we haven't been winning games and I would actually like to win a game. We that's have a, played that's eight That's going to be a much-needed one. <laughs> yeah, we have played eight times and we dropped points in five games. So a win under the, you know, another win, another three points would be a good morale-boosting three points. And... I would love that. And that's the game I'm looking forward to this weekend. But knowing Man City, anything could happen. We could drop points again. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, I wish I could have stayed on. We could have gone and talked about a lot more things. But a lot of, you know, challenges face doing the whole YouTube thing because there's a lot. There's more than what meets the eye, the back end work and everything. It's very difficult, you know? It's very, very difficult. Sometimes you don't want to make a video, but then you have to because you, you want to be consistent. You want to continue the journey. It is a journey, you know, and I appreciate everyone that's taking that journey with me. To reach me, Instagram, Dominic Rich FC, Twitter, Dominic Rich FC, and YouTube, Dominic Rich FC. It's all about Dominic Rich FC, man. It was yeah, it's yeah. easy to remember, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was a pleasure doing this with you. All right, man. Thank you for, so much for your time. No problem, man. Peace. All right, guys. Let me tell you a little bit about Unhinged Sports Network. It is a growing brand with a wide variety of sports podcasts from all around the country. Unhinged is constantly playing shows on their website, unhingedsn.com. My, I'm, I'm terrible. I'll say, that. I'll say that website one more time. It's unhingedsn.com. Go there, listen to us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, and stay to listen to the rest of the other great sports programs that they have available. So go ahead and check them out at their website at unhingedsn.com and also follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Edward. Yeah. Are you ready for Players of the Week? Hell yeah. All right, man. Who is your Player of the Week? All right. So my Player of the Week is. Holland, Erling Holland. I don't know how many times have you said Holland, bro. Like 
I'll, I mean, at three, the, three, four so times maybe. In in the event that we do an end of like maybe end of the year award show. Uh, yeah, we could do that for like our our anniversary. We, we could do that. We could do that. An award show. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Holland's probably gonna get player of the year at this point with all the votes that we got for player <laughs> of the week. And honestly, you can't argue for it because Holland has been a He's phenomenal been player, performing, dude. Dude is so solid. I mean, like he is a man amongst boys, bro. Like literally, like the dude makes everybody look so small, and then when he runs, and he covers the. Funny as I say this ball. now, because um, obviously. This past week, we had the debut of uh, I don't want. I'm trying not to butcher his name. Yusuf Mokuta, Makoko, Makoko, Yosef. Anyways, so Yosef made his debut, actually coming in as a substitute for Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holland was speaking high praise, saying that this is going to be the best player from uh, Borussia Dortmund. Which is wow, pretty big thing to say, especially from a guy like him. And Holland ends up saying, "Man, this kid is 16 years old," and he's like, "And I'm 20." He's like, "Man, I'm old. I'm an old man now." So, but, but why? Well, I'm here over here, freaking 31. But you, I mean, he is, is it wrong for him to say that? Because I think, well, he's got a point there. Because I mean, Holland, I mean, he's 20. Yes, he's an exciting player, and yes, he has years ahead of him. But the fact that Yosef is only 16, makes his debut, becomes the youngest player. I know we're, we're, we're taking away shine from Holland, but still. <laughs> I mean, the youngest player in Bundesliga history. Uh, it, it's, it's impressive. Uh, anyways, let's go back to Holland. I mean, Holland, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this guy who, who, who had a, a really good game. and He had a really great game. There's um, a reason why he, he, he got he, subbed out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he scored four goals in, their, in Borussia Dortmund's win. A five-two, so one goal wasn't his, but four of them. He he actually went above and beyond, but he won the game. I and mean, he, obviously, if he didn't have those four goals, yeah, it would have been what two-zero, two-one, <laughs> no two-one, yeah, yeah. But still, like, dude, that that is that is a solid performance. I mean, not only that, but that just shows how good the talent is in, in and, Dortmund. Because I mean, they're feeding their they're feeding their guy. They know who to feed, and clearly, this is their guy. No, and the thing is that one goal was a mistake from the defense. Mm-hmm. They let it roll, and then when the dude was trying to rush back to get it, Holland came out of nowhere and just sprinted the hell, and he even blocked the ball. Dude was massive. The defender couldn't do anything. He, he was like, Holland, Holland he, he is a freaking danger. And I mean, hopefully he stays with Dortmund. I'm sure you're at least hoping that. Yes, I'm hoping that. Me, if Mbappe fails to not become a big transfer for Real Madrid, Holland's probably like the next guy. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Probably nope. will be the next nope. guy. Should be the next day. Stay in Dortmund. Okay, so Real Madrid gets Mbappe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can keep. <laughs> okay, all right. So for my player of the week, and this is the first time in this show that we've highlighted a goalkeeper, but here we are, and maybe it's not necessarily the the best time to highlight a goalkeeper because I mean they did tie three three, but anyways, it is Sporting KC's Tim Melia who stops. All the penalty shots against him in a 3-3 draw, winning 3 to nothing in penalties for Sporting KC to win against San Jose Earthquakes. I mean, literally, they didn't have to worry about having to go to the next, to a fourth penalty kicker. They just, Tim Malia just went ahead and cleaned house. Like, I mean. Wow, he did. All three penalties. All three penalties. Wow. 
So that's crazy. I haven't really I mean, seen that happen. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, I mean, you got to give, yes, mind you, he did give up three goals. Maybe you could probably throw the defense also to blame in there as well. But I, okay, for one, I mean, Sporting KC, San Jose Earthquakes, great game. Ooh, solid game. Yes, I had to stay up late at night to watch it, but still, great game to watch. Um, maybe that's probably the one thing I'll give to the MLS. Like, maybe you shouldn't like stack the games too much. <laughs> I mean, the last game, which was Portland FC Dallas, ended like literally almost over midnight because that also went to penalties as well. Damn. And so, but with that being said, man, Tim Malia just clearly just manhandled. I mean, of all the things that went down in MLS playoffs this past weekend, and this is the highlight, just shows you how. How crazy this MLS playoffs! I mean, if been. you if you look at it like this, I guess because you could look at it like this, if it ended in three three and then they went into penalties, he kind of subtracted those three goals. He redeemed well, himself. Well, well, yeah, he redeemed himself. While the other one let the other three goals in, so technically it was like six zero. I guess you could look at the good spins. I'm just saying. I'm just that's, saying. A good, that's a good spin zone. Actually, Tim Melia would greatly take that take. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean. The fact, because like you know, I've said this before about penalties. It's literally a guessing game. Like, yeah, it's not, it is. It's, it's it's not so much. It's not so. I mean, it's either you want to jump early, or maybe you want to wait out. But maybe they kick it with power. Especially when they do that set that faint step. You're just like, oh it, my god. Yeah, and the then you, you already, step, the faint step, and then when you're like this already, already to the side, and you're just like, oh damn it! But like, yeah, so I ate it. I mean, the fact that they didn't like. You know what the strategy that comes into place into penalties, right? You ideally don't know if you want to have your maybe your best penalty kick taker at the end, or you want to start off with your best penalty kick taker. Maybe you want him at the sec. You know, like the whole strategy that comes into play with penalty kicks. And however San Jose approached it, I'm sure they did start off with their best guys. I'm sure uh, Chris Wondolowski uh, went was was first up there. Yeah. And the fact that you put your best three up there and Tim Elia cleaned house. I mean. They didn't have to worry about a four penalty kick. I mean, it, it was over. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, shit. I think this is a good time to be pro- giving props to a goalkeeper. So our first ever player of the week that is a goalie, and it is Tim Melia. So congratulations to Erling Haaland for once again. At this point, I think Erling Haaland is going to be player of the year. <laughs> it's possible, At the bro. Rate, it's possible, man. I mean, there was you a few episodes be- where, because I mean, me and Edward obviously tried to have different players of the week. But there was a few times where we both actually did want to put Holland yeah, <laughs> in yeah. there. So, yeah. So, but yeah, congratulations <laughs> to both these men. I think they're both very fitting to the award of Player of the Week. So, congratulations, gentlemen. You have received our, our applause. <laughs> yeah, that was applause. They'll take it. All right. Now, let's move on to game previews. All right. So, the first game preview that I chose was uh, or is Chelsea versus Tottenham. Now, I mean, it's, it, that sounds like a hell of a match. I mean, to me, you know. Uh, uh, should I add one more thing, though, to that? Yo, what's up? The return of Christian Pulisic. Oh, yeah, Bearded Christian Pulisic. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Bearded Christian Pulisic. Chris Evans himself. Now oh, ca- God. Now Captain America. Here we go. And, and you remember, Bearded Bearded Captain America is the best Captain America. Don't 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 say anything about the fact that the the the, the clean shaven Captain America got to hold the 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 hammer's Thor, Thor's hammer, Thor's hammer, Thor's get hammer. Your, I don't get care. Your English, I don't get your care. English correct. I don't care. I don't care. Bearded Chris Evans was the badass Chris <sighs> Evans. So, anyways, 
bearded Christian Pulisic is coming back. So the that beard. the beard is coming back. And what was it? Fear the beard. Fear the beard. Shout out yeah. to James Harden, who yeah. might be, might or might not be here in Houston for long. <laughs> Hopefully, this shout out makes him want to stay. <laughs> hey man, he's a proud owner of the Houston Dynamo. Yeah. Say what you want about the logo. You know what? I think the logo is kind of growing on me oh, now. Oh god. Kinda. Here you go. Okay, the dash logo is growing more. The dash on. logo. The dash logo. Yeah, looks the dash cool. logo. Looks the Dynamo logo cool. sucks. Okay. Yeah. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Anyways, uh, Chelsea has won four of the last five matches. So the last meetings, basically, um, between those two teams. So, I mean, that's it's it, it's kind of looking not, I guess on paper, not really good on Tottenham. But, I mean, we've seen how Tottenham has been playing. They look completely different this year. They're, they are, they they are, are such a whole different, different team, team right but now. But, spin zone, so is Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea as well. I mean... So, this is going to be a really good game. To watch, I think um, it's it's between Polisic and uh, Son, or you can even say Polisic and Timo Warner versus Son and Harry Kane and Harry Kane. So that 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 sounds like a pretty damn good it's matchup. Gonna, it, it, it's just gonna be a great game. I I will be very wanting to see what's the starting lineup gonna look. Obviously, they Lampard has said that Christian Polisic will be part of the Tottenham game. So I don't know if that means he's gonna be a substitute or that means that. He's going to be in the starting 11, but we're going to see Christian Pulisic in this game. And that's really what to me matters more because obviously I want to see our guy yeah. play. I mean, who wouldn't, you know, he's, he's a hell of a player, bro. But yeah, so, but the crazy thing to me is both these, both these teams have scored over 20 goals this season. Uh, I guess you give the advantage over to Chelsea because they have 22 to Tottenham's 21, but that's not really saying much. Both teams. Yeah are prolific scorers at this point. And it's it's going to be really interesting to see is this going to be a game where we see a lot of attack and no defense or is this going to be the game where Kepa and Yoris is just, you know, takes over the show. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's all going to come down to the forwards. I think it's going to be like the they have that pacey forward both of the both of the teams do. They're pacey as fuck. And and let's say that let's say Timo Werner doesn't play. You still have Tammy Abraham. Yep. So if you want pace, that dude is that is pace. That dude is crazy quick. I mean, just think about the the young group of guys that Chelsea has. Yeah, I mean, good God! I I think as far as potential talent, I might give the edge to Chelsea. But I mean, when you're talking, when you want like proven players, I mean, you got Harry Kane and 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 Hungman's son. So I mean. This this game is gonna, yeah, be, gonna be oh, a, this game is gonna be so good. I mean, if you want to watch a game, if you're not a soccer fan and you want to watch it again, uh, hopefully we don't overhype this game. But right, and they end up in the tie. No, no but no shots taken, just a tie. Just everybody yeah, just in the midfielder somewhere. It it turns out to be the Keppa and Yoris show. Uh, <laughs> hey, you never know. It could happen. But I think this is gonna be a really good game. I mean, this this can decide places. In the it stands. actually can. It actually, so. it's pretty good. Um, all right. So the second match. Oh wait, actually, let me ask you this: Who do you think is going to win, Chelsea or Tottenham? This is so hard. That's what she said. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> but I set myself up, so I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yo. Oh, man. Um, I like Chelsea. 
they look so they look so much better when they have Christian Pulisic. I have to go with Chelsea. I'm going with Chelsea. All right, you're going you're going to Chelsea because of the hometown here. I I got you. I got you. Um, what do you got? I mean, I think everybody even knows it. Whoever listens is they they know I'm going to choose Tottenham just because I back them up a little bit more than Chelsea. Um, it, it's just with Son in, in the mix, bro. It, like I said, they just keep doing the same thing over, and it works. At it the works. rate that Son's going, he could probably finish as EPL Player of the Year. He could. He could. The way he's going. As long as he continues his rate and hopefully hope to God that he stays healthy. Yeah. Hummin's son is going to win player of the year. Yeah. At least win some award. Some award, whether it's a golden boot or a or the golden ball, something. Like he's gonna win something this by the end of this year if he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah, exactly. So all right. So the second match is Atletico Madrid versus Valencia. Now this is Spencer's team. That's the reason why I chose it. But Valencia is also a pretty hardcore team. They're they're looking like a they're not a I wouldn't say a dark horse team, but they're a feisty team. Yeah, they're they're, they're fighters. They're fighters. They're, they're they fighters. are a, they 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 are they're that um they're that team that is built of like that like brute strength and like hardworking people. Like, you just can't underestimate that. Team. You can't. You can. They 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 go for I it. I mean, all. Atletico. They look <sighs> so so good right now. And I mean, I'm sure they're walking, they're walking tall right now, especially after beating Barcelona. Yeah, D- Diego Simeone finally gets his win against Messi, and you know he is walking. He he is like he's the cock of the walk right now. The way he's like walking around in Madrid. Yeah, um, I'm so ashamed of that one. It's just uh, Mike Ter Stegen. How dare you come out? And then he got he got a little freaking tunnel right there with that nice little side. Hit that Carrasco did on the side of his boot. I still can't believe <sighs> of all the players to score that goal in that game is Carrasco. Yeah, of all the players, you would think Suarez. You, Suarez didn't even play, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it just kind of yeah. It's, it made it, me it made me pissed off to see Ter Stegen come out so far out. Like what what was he thinking? It wasn't like the dude was gonna come up all but, the way in. Coming back to Atlético Madrid and Valencia, yeah, Atlético Madrid and Valencia, uh, they have drawn three of the last five matches that they played against each other. So it's it looks pretty pretty intense. You know, if they both drew three matches out of the last five. You know, out of the last five meetings, that's gonna clearly there's an intense matchup here. Yeah. It's gonna be a battle to the end. I mean I would honestly say these are two blue collar teams. Like they're grinding out. They're gonna fight to the last minute. And I think that's very fair to say. But mind you Atletico does have a big matchup coming up as well, and that is obviously Bayern Munich. Yeah, that's a big, big match. Bayern Munich in the Champions so League. Are you gonna... So you're going to have Valencia, and hopefully they're not thinking the same way Real Madrid did, but you obviously have a big game. Obviously, you got Valencia, but then you have, I guess you would deem a more higher priority game yeah. in Bayern Munich. Oh, yeah. So once again, hopefully they don't do what Real Madrid did because I mean this was this is basically the same exact thing except it was reversed because remember Real Madrid played Barcelona. Yep. Beat it, no, they they beat Barcelona, beat beat Inter uh, Milan. So they looked pretty. They felt pretty good, and then they went to go play Valencia, and they looked like fucking idiots. So <laughs> I'm just saying a lot of a lot of I defensive mean, errors. I Diego Simeone is a guy that scares the living bejesus out of me, 
Like, I don't know what it is. Is it the the, the all black suit? Is it uh, the the slip? The, the fact that he looks like a Disney villain, like like the the Mighty Ducks, think, like he look he I looks think, like the bad guy from the Mighty Ducks. That's what he I looks think, like. I think what it is is like the the fact that he did this that one time to the towards the cameras. I think it was a Champions League match. But does he not look like like you know when you watch like a sports movie, like the team that's all in black? Yeah, the, the coach always. Looks so he's the he's the he's the head of Cobra Kai. Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, you're, I can see him walking around with a gi, a sleeveless gi. <laughs> yeah, he is pretty swole. I mean, <laughs> so but yeah, I mean, and Atletico has not lost in their last five That's the games. Thing. That's the thing that worries me is that are they going to get complacent? I know with a guy with Diego Simeone, that's not somebody that plays around like that. I think that he always make. He, I mean, he is the guy that. It's like, oh, why didn't you? Last time he faced Mes- or one time that he faced Messi was like, why aren't you celebrating? Because Messi's warming up. Yep. So he's always at his wits. He's a very good manager. It's unfortunate that he has yet to have won. He should have won a Champions League at at this point. It's just that Real Madrid clearly always gets the better of him. But way to suck it up. But Diego Simeone is definitely a really good manager. I think Atletico Madrid is very smart at sticking with their guy because I mean I think that he has turned Atletico Madrid. Oh, he turned him around. Turned him around so yeah. well. And this is a guy you got to keep around because he's going to win you something. As a matter of fact, at the way things are looking, they could be La Liga champions because they're clearly consistent. They're strong. While Barcelona and Real Madrid kind of look like they forgot how to play soccer. So, yeah, they're playing around in, in school, little schoolyards and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Atletico Madrid, it's consistent. They're solid. They play. Till the la- till the final whistle's blown, but Valencia is a frisky team. So you can't underestimate Valencia. You can't underestimate them. Can you beat them? Oh yeah, sure, you could beat them. Yeah, but can they surprise you? You damn well know that you're going to surprise them. Uh, that's true. Well, who do you got? So as I was talking about Valencia, Robo started snoring really hard. So my guess is that he wants me to pick Atletico Madrid. <laughs> okay. Well, I I, I say Atletico Madrid as well. This is a this is a robo's pick right now. <laughs> Snoring, so no, but I'm actually going with Atletico Madrid. I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm I going think with Atletico it's, Madrid it's, as well. Everything's pointing Atletico Madrid, even with the fact that they're going to have Bayern Munich coming up as well. I still think they're going to have to. I feel like they feel like they got it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, and third match, the third game preview, the game to watch. And this is actually, I think, I consider it a good one, even though Napoli lost this week. But Napoli versus Roma. Can can we just say that, like, Serie A, I think this is, like, a good-looking Serie A season this year. Yeah, because it's not, Juventus is not, like, on top all the time. It's so surprising sometimes that some teams actually come out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, there Atalanta. was that, that period where Sassuolo was, like, undefeated. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then uh, Atlanta. Atalanta, they're they're doing good too. Like they're 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 surprising me. Um, but Napoli has actually won three of the last five meetings. It's not bad, you know. It's it's, it's and I think they have, have something to prove after uh, you know their loss. So I mean, it was, well, I mean, they did lose three to one, but yeah. I mean, we've seen Napoli perform well, but Roma has also looked really good. Yeah, 
They have. They haven't. They haven't lost. I mean, we highlighted Mkhitaryan a few episodes ago when he Bro, scored his hat trick. That goal was amazing. The one he did this week. <sighs> they're 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 definitely a team in form. I think you have to say that, especially the fact that they have yet to have lost in their last five games. Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I actually saw the that goal that Mkhitaryan did. That was a thing of beauty. You know, you see that and you're like, where the fuck was this? And I was like, what <laughs> was this when Manchester United? Damn it. Where <laughs> was this? when he was in Arsenal. <laughs> oh, man. But no, that that dude there, he is, he's a scary dude. You he, can, you uh, uh, you know, comfortable Mkhitaryan is a very, he's this, really, he looks like, I mean, he looks like Dortmund Mkhitaryan. Exactly. And it's the same thing with Gundogan. Like, those two Borussia players, when they were playing together and with the bros, bro, it was, it was crazy how they were playing. And now he's playing that same style. He's playing that same... It's but this just, game is going to be good. You're talking about Chucky Lozano, Mkhitaryan, again, Mertens. You're talking... Oh, my God. The list goes on and on for both these teams. It's, is Eden Zeko still, in, still playing with Roma? If I'm not mistaken. No, wait. I'm tripping. I know. I, I, I know. Uh, what's his name? Havertz? No. No, not Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz is, uh, is on... Uh, he plays for Roma? No. Kai Havertz? No. Not the son of a Dutch player? No, no, no. Kai Havertz is playing with Chelsea. Oh, no, yeah. yeah I'm not, who am I thinking of? Um, Roma? Are you thinking about plant, is Cedor's son? No, not Cedor's son. Uh, they do have Eden Desco. But that's not who I'm thinking. Lorenzo Pellegrini is another that screams as well Ooh, to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, they got Pedro. Uh, Borja Mayoral is another. No, oh, he's one. the one that's been going off. Is Borja Mayoral? Mm-hmm. He's been going off. But there's a one player I know. Uh, Col- is it Clover? Clover? Cliver. Cliver. Oh, Patrick. Patrick Cliverson. Yep. Yeah. That's that's one that I would definitely be having my eye on. Uh, if I can be sure that he's playing there. And uh, I can't see him. <laughs> no, they got some pretty good names up in there, you know. So, I, I, it's it's gonna oh, be. I a forgot hell of Chris a match. Malling is still there. It's gonna be a hell of a match, bro. Like I, I seriously forgot Chris Malling was there. <laughs> oh, it's it's one of those. Uh, oh, where are they now, players? <laughs> Honestly, that's what it is. Nah, but I, I, it's it's gonna be a hell of a match, and I mean, let me ask you this: Who do you got on this one? This is gonna be hell on I like that. I like how Roma has been playing for the past few games, but something tells me that Napoli is gonna turn it around, and that's why I'm gonna go with Napoli. I think, I think obviously they they took their L, but they don't want another. They don't want that feeling again, especially against Roma. It's one thing about AC Milan. Every you can say AC AC Milan maybe has gotten better this year. But you definitely could say Roma and Napoli. You maybe some Napoli fans feel that they're far least, they're more superior than Roma. But then you can say Roma probably feels a little bit more superior <laughs> than Napoli. But I, I gotta say, man, I like Napoli. I like what they have around them. Obviously, Chucky Lozano, Mertens, and the fact that you have Gattuso as your manager. I I, I gotta go with Napoli. All right, but would you? Wouldn't you say their loss this past uh, week? Would you say that the red card was was a reason why they lost? Why they actually lost instead of actually tying it? Because they were a man down. Napoli was. I mean, 
I would give it to them, but the fact that they also lost three to one. No, that's what I'm saying. They uh they they managed to at least get that one goal even after they were two two to one at that point, and then they managed to get a red card at that point. So they didn't even have a chance to tie it up at that at the end of it. I mean, if you're gonna constantly use the fact that you were down one man as an excuse, I mean, I've seen better performances before. Yeah. That with a team with a man down and some of them you were winning with a man down. But <laughs> I mean, obviously, that's on a rare Real Madrid. <laughs> Every time they get a man down, it's like, where the hell was this? Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I'm just going to say, I don't know, man. I think, I think Napoli is just, to me, I like what they have. Um, and I don't think they're, they're a team that's like, oh, we're not going to go into a losing streak. And so that's why I think Napoli takes this game against Roma. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have to say Roma. I uh, like, I mean Roma looks good. I'm not I'm not taking that away from them. But yeah, so I, I picked Roma on this one. So we'll we'll see what's up. We'll see what's up. All right, man. So you ready for the second installment of three up, three down? Yes, sir. All right. So if you guys weren't, if you guys, this is the first time you guys listening to this. Three up, three down. Kind of a soccer reference. Obviously, you have three substitutes, so you obviously send three players up and then send three guys down in substitutions. So kind of a soccer little thing, but three up, three down is basically where we give you guys our top three in any cat in some sort of category and also our bottom three. So we tell you our top three of a specific topic and our bottom three. Usually we start with our bottom three just because it, it gets, it gives it. I don't know. I feel like it's more entertaining to hear our bottom three first before you hear our top three. But today's topic and Edward picked this topic. Oh yeah. Of uh, fast food restaurants. So Edward, you care to go first? All right. Uh, I guess three down first. Three down. I want to say McDonald's. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So McDonald's is number three. It's number three. Wow. Care to say why? I, their, their, their food quality has gone down. The only reason why I would even go now is for this hot and spicies. And then just, just because just, okay. Like it's, it's in a convenient location. Yeah. It's just something real quick to get. The, okay, so the the only thing that irritates me about McDonald's, and it's funny that I actually got they actually responded to my tweet when I did this, is the the J Balvin and the Travis Scott meal. I don't understand. Apparently, J Balvin has a a, a a new song that's only available on the McDonald's app. Okay, well I'm not doing that. Yeah, neither am I. But still, like, I only have two fast food apps, and that's Chick Fil A and Whataburger. Right here, right here, same here, same here. Anyways, well, I guess I kind of <laughs> gave up something. You but, gave up some answers there. But anyways, the, the here's the thing. There's nothing special about this. I mean, okay, so Travis Scott, it is a quarter, double, it's a quarter pounder with lettuce and bacon. Wow. <laughs> wow. No one has ever thought of that before. And then he likes fries and he likes to dip it in barbecue sauce. Which I can see, but not for me. And then a Sprite. That's the meal. That's it. And people pay nine bucks for this shit. Nine bucks? Maybe eight bucks. I could be over-exaggerating. And then Jay Balvin meal is a Big Mac, fries, and McFlurry. So no drink, but just a McFlurry. Uh... So what are you drinking, Jay Balvin? How are you going to water down the fries? He's drinking... He's drinking... um... He's drinking his Fiji water that he has in his fancy fridge. 
Fiji or whatever the hell that nice is, mineral water is. Anyway, so I made a tweet to McDonald's and I was like, hey, McDonald's, I like to eat a McDouble with bacon. With bacon on it with a side of fries and a Dr. Pepper. You want to charge people nine bucks for that too? And they responded with, Oh, I'm sorry. Some ingredients are valued higher. Oh my god! <laughs> so they didn't even. It, the joke was like, Phew, with them. <laughs> wow, just wow. But yeah, so that was my 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 little McDonald's story. But anyways, what, right. what's your number? So two? my number two, I had to think about this one because I had to really really think about it. You're probably gonna be like, oh, I could see that, and a lot of people may hate me for this. And and I remember going to certain. Ingeniera practices, but I'm not going to say anything. Um, my number two, never liked it. Don't understand why it was cut like this. Pizza Patron. Is that considered fast food? I, I Yeah, I think so. Okay, if, if that's what you're going to do. I think so. So Pizza Patron, I don't know if it's, a, if it's everywhere, but I know for sure it's here in Houston. And I remember because like in middle school, whenever they did the pizza parties for AR the, the accelerated reading program. Oh shit. my god! Don't tell me you got those. Yeah, that's what they gave it. Because remember, oh. there was a there was a pizza patron right next to Sharpstown Middle School. Remember that's that? That's right. Which was a oh. it was a pizza patron slash uh, corner store. Yeah, like, such a weird combination. Yeah, but I remember that the the when I, I remember going into that corner store. I don't know. Why I'm bringing up this up, but I remember going to that corner. Store. Remember that they only allowed like three kids at a time because oh yeah, because people were just jacked stuff. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember that. All right. And I guess my my number one, like, not wanting that kind of Your fast three. food. Yeah, I guess my number one of not wanting it. Um, I guess I would have to say, which I haven't had it in years, um, Burger King. Hmm. Cause I I haven't had it in years, bro. Like no okay. joke, I haven't had it in a long time. The fries are always yeah. Every time they would try to bring out a burger or the, even the cheese fries or whatever, they did not taste like those nacho cheese fries, the hot fries, supposedly the Cheeto fries. I tried them; it tasted like shit. I was like, yeah, it was nasty. Okay, so it, it's just it was just a bad idea. All right, so to to reiterate, your bottom three is McDonald's, Pig's Patron. And Burger King. Burger King. Yeah. All right, man. So here's my my bottom three. Number three. <sighs> <laughs> Wendy's. Oh, shit. I hate Wendy's. Okay, so here's the thing about Wendy's. I don't know why, but every time I feel terrible when I... And I mean, obviously, fast food, you're supposed to feel terrible after you eat it. But I generally feel terrible after eating Wendy's. You should see him after he eats it. But I- like I mean, I feel like I gotta go to the bathroom. I like, I don't feel satisfied when I eat at Wendy's. I, I like, I feel like I lo- I stoop myself to a lower level when I eat Wendy's. It's like instead of finding a girl, you find a prostitute. I don't know how to how that relates, but <laughs> okay. Let me put, let me reiterate. Instead of finding a nice high class girl, it's like you went to Club Creek and you found something. You're still referring it to a prostitute, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean. Okay, maybe like this. It, it, it's like instead of like getting a girl throughout the night, like hanging out with a chick throughout the night at a club, like you just get a last call girl, like a girl that's like super hammered. That like at this point, is like yeah. you mean the the drunk deer in the headlights? Yep. Ah, uh, all right. So, 
All right. So yeah, Wendy's is number three. Can't eat them. The the sea salt fries, interesting idea, but tastes like shit. Um, it's just not for me. Number two is Burger King. I feel like I've I've eaten Burger King recently, but it's just disappointing. It it just It's not the same how it used it to be, bro. Burnt. It just tastes burnt to me. Um the fries they never give you enough fries. They never give you enough fries and they're all soggy and they're never salty. Yeah, there's no and, flavor. I feel like there's... And then like, I've also gotten sick eating a chicken sandwich from there once before. Really? Yeah. What? Well, not sick, but I mean like I needed to go take a, like a massive shit afterwards. Like it didn't feel good. <laughs> so going back to Wendy's, like similar to Wendy's, I just didn't feel good after eating it. And then my number one is Taco Cabana. If you want to talk about a place that I get sick every time I eat it there, it's Taco Cabana. I hate eating Taco Cabana. I hate when people suggest Taco Cabana because every time, and it has yet to fail. I, I People think I'm paranoid, but every time I eat Taco Cabana, I get a fever. Like, what? Yeah, I get like super sick. My stomach hurts. And then like I get a high fever. Well, okay, yeah, no, I get a high fever every time I eat Taco Cabana. So, I don't know if they cough in my food or some shit, or just the one I happen to go to just Ugh. just coughs or is something. Is this the one right here by 59? So please, please don't tell me it's the one by 59. The one by 59. God. The one over the one over by the one on Kirby. The the one on the one by uh, Kroger. The one on a uh, uh, on a uh, oh the one on West Belford and six ten six ten. Yep. Yeah. When it turns to South Pole Stoke. And yep. Shit. Yeah. So. Those three places, that, those Taco Cabanas, I've been sick every time when I eat there. Okay, what do you get from there just to have our viewers, you know, I feel or, like or I, our listeners too? It's been different each one. So the Taco Cabana at, by the, by, in Ireland, I feel like I usually just, because that's when I used to work at Kroger. Yeah. So I used to get like taco, like nachos. Yeah. That's what I would eat there. And, and, I, and once again, I felt sick. And it, helped. it didn't help any better because then the next morning I had to go to school and then I had to go back to work. Again. But anyways, <laughs> um, and then and then the other places, I think I probably got like a basic taco plate or like a, a platter. All right. But every time it has yet to fail. It doesn't matter what I eat from there. I always get sick. Have you ever tried eating just the taquitos that already come pre-wrapped or whatever? The little oh, box? Man, dude, I'm, I'm paranoid at this point. Like I'm not, I'm not, not trying to touch that with a 10 football. Like I mean, at this all point, right, all right, all right, at this right. point, they have COVID to all me. Right, all right. All right. All right. Sounds, I, I get I get I get it. <laughs> But, um, let's go to three up because <laughs> you're making Taco Bell sound, or Taco Cabana sounds so bad for me. And even though I like them little taco eaters that I was talking about. All right. So the top three for me would be Chick-fil-A. Okay. Chick-fil-A. Wow, Chick-fil-A at three? Oh, wait. Okay, I check it back. Um, Taco Bell. And my number, my top three. The I'm, sure, I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before, you, you probably already figured that everyone would have Taco Bell as the top three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, second would be Little Caesars. You know, I mean, shit. It, Five dollars a pizza doesn't make me sick or anything like that. I, I, so what's funny is my niece hates Little Caesars, uh, and, and so what's funny to me is obviously I love Little Caesars. I mean, yeah. kind of going back to those days, or six dollars, like, six dollar pizza. It, well, I mean, even before that. So going back to like high school days, I remember like spring break, like me and like some some like you know when I hung out with Enrique mm-hmm. and, and some other friends from school, right? 
I remember we'll hang out during the day and somehow, you know, obviously we're high school kids, so we don't have much, that much, like we're not balling or anything like yeah. that. But I remember we'll put all our, like whatever we had together, like we'll put it together and we somehow managed to have like five bucks on us. And we'll go walk up to the, to the Little Caesars, the one on Fondren, the one, the drive-in, the drive-through one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The one on West Belfort, Fondren. Yeah. So we'll go there. We literally walk over there, get the pizza. We'll walk back. We'll go over to, so anyone wants to know anything about, about where I grew up, where we grew up in Houston, Creek Bend is by far one of the sketchiest neighborhoods. Oh yeah, bro. I grew up, I, I, we used to live in the apartments in the Creek Bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, those were the sketchiest shits ever, bro. You would see random ass people walking in the middle of the night and shit and like, Hey, wonder what he's doing. You're a kid. You don't know. But yeah. So Creek Bend is pretty rough. So all of us are, cause I mean, Enrique lived in Creek Bend. So we would walk to his apartment in Creek Bend and then we'll just eat. But it's just it, like that. It was just funny though. Cause we would go into his apartment. Cause we, you know, we were probably like missing like a dollar and something cents to get the five bucks. Yeah. So we'll go into Enrique's uh, apartment and we're literally like going through the couch. We're going through everything. And somehow to, you managed to, 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 to manage up. to get like five bucks. God. <laughs> and you managed to scrounge up that five bucks. But man, dude, was it satisfying? Yes, it was. Yes. All right, that's my number two. My number one, I already said it, Chick-fil-A. The Lord's Chicken. Yes. It's, I mean, dude, you really can't, can't really go wrong with Chick-fil-A, man. You know, I tell people this all the time. If there's a place that deserves to be getting $15 an hour, it's Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, bro. I mean, service is, like... They do it with a smile and they try to do it with the best attitude ever. And even though I bet you they're fucking trying to kill you. So, so one, the one time where, where Chick-fil-A messed up my order and it wasn't necessarily that they messed up my order. They just gave me the wrong sauce. And I remember it, it this is the first, and, and what's funny was I was like, cause you know me, I'm not that person that's going to go back and say, Hey, you got my order wrong. That like, you know, can I get, can my order? Like, I'm not that person. Like I've just not. And so I remember I was like, oh, and besides at that point I got home and then I, the, the sauce was already there. So I remember looking, I was like, huh, Polynesian sauce. I was like, I don't know what this is all about, but I didn't have ranch. Cause I used to like to dip my French fries from, from Chick-fil-A in the ranch. But I was like, you know what? I already have this. So might as well try it. Polynesian sauce on the fries. Fire. Let me just say that again. It's fire. So congratulations, Chick-fil-A. Cause you, you didn't, you didn't mess up my order. You actually made it better. So, I mean, the fact that you have people outside, like outside the drive-thru window to go drop off the, the, the meal to you. Like, I mean, efficiency. Effi- you know what? If Chick-fil-A was able to ru- like be in charge of like finding the cure to COVID, I'm sure that we would have gotten it done by now. And honestly, I got to give props to those people, to those, to the kids, to the grownups, like they, that they're working there and they're outside and, you know, no attitudes. No attitudes whatsoever. Refills, no problem. Yeah, they'll be like, actually, all right, yeah. Actually, they come to you if you want to refill. They ask you if you want to refill. Yeah, and you're so, just sitting out there and everything. So step your game up, Popeyes. <laughs> all right, so so to reiterate your, your top three. Taco Bell, Little Caesars, Chick-fil-A. Okay. All right, man. At number three. Yo. I got in and out what? I, isn't there only like two burgers on the menu? No, there isn't. <laughs> Actually, I'm just playing on that. Actually, my number three, 
And this comes from my inner Californian, Tommy's. I don't know. So have you ever seen Grandma's Boy? Yeah. You remember when they, after they leave the vegan place? Yeah. That burger joint? Yeah. That's Tommy's. That is one of the best burger spots in LA. And it is one of my favorite places to go when I go to LA. Unfortunately, I didn't go there when I went to LA this past time. But boy, did I want to go there because the burger is so good. It, they put chili on it. I mean, oh my God. I, I, I hate myself right now because I didn't go to Tommy's. <laughs> right? Not, not that I'm saying this, but Tommy's so good. Um, if you ask a real, a real Californian, yes, we love In-N-Out, but it is not the number one place that we go to. Tommy's is definitely, at least majority of the people will say Tommy's. I feel, I feel that one or Fat Burger or even Carl's Jr. will be up there before you say In-N-Out. I, I'm... I mean, I guess I've never had that one. Um, and I'm pretty sure some of our uh, California listeners, they, they may agree with you. And, you know, they, they, they know what you're talking about. So when I talk about L.A. based, I definitely will say Fat Burger or Tommy John's. But I mean, Tommy John's, Tommy's or Fat Burger. But right now I got to say Tommy's because that's where that's what that was. Majority of my childhood was eating Tommy's. When I go into L.A., my dad would take us to go eat Tommy's. And I loved Tommy's every single time. So Tommy's is number three. Kind of misses now saying that, but that, that, that my, my California had to come out at some point. Now, I see that. Now, back to Texas. Whataburger is number two. Yeah. And it, it's, it's so, I don't know what it is about Whataburger. I don't compare it to In N Out. I actually like In N Out for what it is. So if you're those people that have to pick between In N Out and Whataburger, you're a very sad and pathetic person. <laughs> but it's, Whataburger is just great, man. The burger, Amazing. Dude, the burgers are good. The fries, I love them. Spicy yeah. ketchup, sold. Spicy ketchup, yeah. Sold. That's, that's the winner. And the thing, okay, so this is one of the things that I'll, the reason why that it, Whataburger is number two is because not all the place, because I always ask for grilled jalapenos. That is one of the things that I like to be put on my Whataburger. And sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. That's my only thing that I'll give to Whataburger. Aside from that though, the the jalapenos are still pretty good. But I like it when it's grilled. I don't know what it is about grilled jalapenos, but it just hits different. I don't know if you've experienced that. Grilled jalapenos? Yeah, of course. So so you can tell the difference, right, between a grilled jalapeno and just a regular fresh jalapeno. Oh, yeah. So some of them don't do it, or if they do it, they don't do it well. I'm not saying like well-done jalapenos. I'm just saying like they don't necessarily grill it. They maybe just flat, throw it in there and then pick it back up. Yeah. So yeah, so that's why it's number two. And then number one, I mean... The Lord's Chicken, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, boy. Once again, great customer service. Just great. Oh, the spicy chicken. Okay, so the spicy chicken sandwich clearly it kicks. Oh, yeah. It's not always going to be hot, but it kicks. Especially, And it's always warm. I mean, it's probably because of that special wrapping that they put on, the, the special bag that they put on it. Yeah. But it always hits. Like, it is. it has yet to fail me. I always order the same thing every time, and that is usually the spicy chicken sandwich. Same here. It never fails. It's a banger. The Lord's Chicken. Give me an Arnold Palmer and I'm happy. It is. It, it, they just, I feel, I, that's one of the few places that I would actually eat in. Like I will go, right. I'll eat inside the Chick-fil-A because I know that I'm going to get great service. It's a clean atmosphere. Oh yeah. And then whenever you ask her like, oh yeah, could I get an extra Chick-fil-A sauce? Sure. And they freaking stick like a, oh, oh no, I don't know they how don't, much. They don't, they're not stingy. They're not, they're stingy, not stingy, stingy at all, at all. bro. So, so yeah, Chick-fil-A. You you know what? Player of the year goes to Chick-fil-A. 
Player of the year. <laughs> it's gonna be the Chick Fil A Player of the Year award. We can make the Chick Fil A Player of the Year award, so we'll give it to like Holland or Lewandowski or Son at the end of the year. Have like a Chick Fil A little emblem or fake chicken, something. But yeah, so yeah, that is this show. I gotta say one thing. I forgot to say this, but oh, I yeah. actually won a Twitter contest. Uh, funny enough, so body armor. You know, the right the, the drinks. Right, yeah. So they did an MLS uh comp contest on Twitter. Like all you had to do, you know, the same thing, like, oh, comment 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 down below. Right, uh, right, right. You know, tag a friend, tag your like, you know, comment what's your favorite team, and then tag your tag a friend. Right. So I did it. I put the Houston Dynamo. I actually probably should have tagged you, but I actually tagged Eric. So I mean You're fine. I ain't mad. But I won. There you go. So I won. Uh, I guess I'm winning a jersey because they asked me for my, my shirt size. Actually, they, yeah, they said a jersey and I guess some body armor. So I'm going to be getting that. So I'm looking forward to it. Probably something that I'll put on, on the, on share, the story. Share, share some of the body armor with me. I go to the gym. Remember? I'll think about it. Ah, uh, you hoe. But I, I'll probably, when I get the package, I'll probably share it on the, on, on the insert name FC, uh, Instagram page. Nice. Or I might put it on the fleet on, <laughs> put it on the fleet on Twitter since apparently that's a fucking thing now. <laughs> so. Right. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at InsertNameFC so you guys can uh, see what we're sharing on the social media platforms. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. So that is the show, man. I want to give a shout out to Unhinged Sports Network. Um, obviously, you know, we put our content out with them. You can catch us on Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time at Unhinged Sports Network. Go ahead and follow them on Twitter at Network Unhinged. Also, shout out to Alejandro Gomez the creator of the Insert Name FC logo. Alejandro. Who apparently Edward likes to sing to. Um, if you guys <laughs> ha- might maybe want to create a logo or you guys have an idea for a logo and you guys don't know how to create a logo, hit her up on Instagram at Alec Gomez Graphics. Once again, it's at Alec Gomez Graphics. Hit her up and, you know, slide into her DM, ask her, tell her that you guys are looking to create a logo. And then when she asks you what you guys want, tell her to say, go off queen. And um, shout out. To our producer, our beat maker. At this point, he's our, like, I think this is he's our show, he's our show's everything at this point. Like, I don't know what else to say. I think the Chick Fil A Player of the Week award goes to Roosevelt Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy has just been so clutch for us, man. He's just he's just a great part of this show. Obviously, we wouldn't sound the way we sounded if it wasn't for Spencer. So follow him on Instagram at that guy dope, especially if you love the sound of these beats that he makes for us. Um, if you think it's badass, cause I love the beats. I don't know about you, Edward, but I love the beats, man. Especially the outro. The outro is fire, especially when it hits with a little salsa in it. Yeah. So like I said, like I, said I mean, shoot, one of them dude, sounded like they were like, without even, without even out. knowing me and Edward, well, Spencer obviously knows me well cause we were both in the Marines together, but without knowing Edward, he just hit us like right spot on with the intro and outro for this yep. show. So I, we love him to death, man. He's our brother. So if you guys want to maybe collaborate with him, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, slide into his DMs. You know, ask him about, hey man, I need a, I need a sick ass beat. And I've been hearing what y'all been doing at insert name FC word, and just do it, drop it like it's hot. All right, man. So <laughs> I'm probably I'm pretty sure we just lost the young demographic for with my old man talk. What would you say, Sonny? Can't hear you. <laughs> drop it like it's what. <laughs> what is this? What is he talking about, man? All right, man. That's the show. Thank you so much for listening. 
obviously we'll have another great episode next week um, in episode 13. I don't know, the Memo Memo Ochoa episode. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll come up with some stuff. And obviously, happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. You know, we do this because we know we want to give you guys some content, even on such a great day today as Thanksgiving, where we're all going to get even better than what we already are. Yeah. So take care. Take it easy, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come screech my testicles, dude. I swear to God, I can't reach that high note. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's see what's up. You are drunk and so are you sad. In a Latino love mode. We all know what's going on in the agenda. We broke in the code. I've got no right to lay claim to her fame. She's not my possession. You cunt. Oh, you cunt! Yeah, I get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker. Get your hands off my woman, motherfucker. Yeah, yo. Jamona. Once you got six hands too many And you can't keep them to yourself You're too fat and too old to marry So they left you on the shelf I've got no right to lay claim to her frame But she's all my obsession You can't Can't hit that note, bro Get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker Get your hands off my woman, motherfucker See, I can... Yeah, yo, Jamona <laughs> That's not part of the song That's not part of the song He's probably, he's probably gonna start howling soon if I start hitting the high note, man He's gonna be like... Oh man, I can't. I tried hitting that. I know I should. It sounded like Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Well, you see. No, it's <laughs> Get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker. Get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker. See, I'm playing some salt to this. Ow! Get your hands off of my woman, motherfucker.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.